Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and thank you for joining my 20th episode the 20th episode of my podcast. Um I have been listening to some of the Dalai Lama lectures back from 2010. Um he delivered sort of a couple of days of sessions back in Delhi and he spoke about um uh Shantideva and Aryadeva's books. on bodhisattva and uh, he spoke a lot about uh in those two days he spoke a lot about actions and actors and the need for us to analyze both objective and subjective life and like we know you know in public dalai lama speaks a lot about uh uh about uh, h- h- how to be patient and how to have a more compassionate uh, outlook towards life and towards people around us he's always uh, been a big advocate of uh, harmony and peace but so in some of these retreats he speaks a little more um differently uh, although the theme remains the same in terms of building one's compassion and building one's uh, in a struggle for peace and happiness uh, but he dives a little bit into the uh, texts of uh, buddhists uh, uh, you know sciences and buddhist philosophies he doesn't speak much about the buddhist buddhism as a religion but more uh, focuses more on the experiential sciences and the philosophies and it's in um, in these sessions that uh, you know he keeps uh, he 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 builds the logic behind um the the need not only the need for us but uh it's almost like a choiceless option for us in a com- being compassionate and being peaceful with uh, and in harmony with our communities and with the nature around us and one of the things he spoke about in that uh, retreat was about emotions and um, i think he uh, he was analyzing a lot of these texts uh from um, you know written by shantideva and aryadeva uh he spoke about emotions uh we've spoken we have discussed emotions we have had dialogues around emotions and how emotions could uh, you know disturb our uh sense of balance of mind uh how it could uh jeopardize uh um uh, a clear thinking and how it often obscures the truth um that lies ben- behind the apparent uh, reality so uh, he explained emotions to be of two types um again th- this is a this is just a repetition of something that i have learned which i i heard from him which i think is very relevant to our you know pursuit of happiness and uh, you know how to be purposeful about being happy what are the things that we need to do about being happy um there could be much more uh in those texts i have not personally uh, read any of those uh writings um or texts but having to listen to him uh he sort of uh, explained emotions to be of two types one type that we know is very spontaneous um it is based on apparent uh, uh, it is based on appearance and not so much on logic meaning that on the surface it appears to be something um but if if we had the time and if we had the chance if we had the intent uh to analyze what we are uh what's appearing in front of us then we might come out with something which is different 
um the second one is um you know emotion that is based out of reason and uh, uh the dalai lama said that this is something that we all have the potential to build meaning that there is uh, there is uh, everyone by default has the tendency to react based on our spontaneous emotion however we should train our mind um, not to react based only on the appearance but to have the ability to think through to analyze and to mentally dissect what's appearing in front of us get to the truth and then act based on those reasons uh to give an example um there is a there's a famous example a very commonly quoted example in some of the bengali uh literatures uh uh on spiritual sciences that's the rope and the snake uh there's a thick rope lying and it's it's sort of uh, dark outside and one can mistake the rope for a snake so uh somebody comes in and he mistakes that rope for a snake it doesn't occur to him that it's it could be a rope the first occurrence is that it's a snake it's going to bite so his reaction uh could be he could be scared he could get uh very aggressive or he could flee and uh, he definitely sees that rope as something that's going to be harmful for him so that's almost like a spontaneous reaction and that's what uh, the dalai lama was explaining as ignorance as what we call as ignorance we do not train our mind to say okay let me analyze this further let me go a little closer that's the analysis part of it when even if you realize that it's a, even if you think that it's a rope but you pause and then you take a step forward that stepping forward is part of the analytical brain that's working that's asking you to analyze it further and not take it at face value but most of us would probably perceive that as a snake make up our mind that it's going to hurt and either try to hurt it back or run away fight or flight but if we analyze it further if we if we poke it with a stick or if we bring a light in front of it and we realize that it's a rope then suddenly all of a sudden uh, all those emotions that had cropped up spontaneously because of our ignorance because of not knowing that it it could be a rope suddenly vanishes so that anger and hatred and all those things suddenly vanishes the second example is that of a mirage you know um in a desert uh during these high temperatures it reflects um the 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 hot air on on the surface of the ground uh acts as a glass much like a glass and it reflects um what's above and um you're often able to see the reflection of the sky making it believe that there is water a spontaneous reaction would be to rush towards it because you would probably be very thirsty you are already scared that there may not be water around and suddenly you see uh blueness on the sand <clears throat> so our spontaneous reaction is likely going to be immense amount of happiness and then a rush towards that water you know emotion followed by action um but on analysis when you reach closer 
you realize that there is no water now if you follow that examples this specific example the further you go the the closer you try to go to that water body the further it goes away because it doesn't exist so similarly emotion it it seems almost propagates itself till it realizes till it finds out the truth now a trained mind would pursue it for a while and then realize that it's a mirror a very well trained mind would immediately realize that it's water a sort of untrained mind or uh, you know a very elementary elementary mind would probably um feel the perceptions feel the feel the emotions but then on a having the courage to do slight analysis would probably figure out that it's probably something different so this is what the dalai lama is saying as ignorance and uh, unless we train our mind uh through through extensive uh, types of training both for the body as well as for the mind uh we are all likely to react based on spontaneous emotions and the spontaneous emotions have a grasping nature which means that it tries to attack it tries to attach itself to anything that is uh, uh that is uh sensorial in nature another uh, nice example of this uh grasping nature of mind was given by um nisargadatta maharaj in one of his um you know conversations with lomakayu where he's saying that you're walking and you see some um building materials like uh, a bag of cement or um uh you know stone chips or sand or bricks and immediately you think of uh, uh of a house that you have owned or you want to build a house and that's what he's saying as the um the grasping nature of the mind you may have nothing to do with um uh a house you may have nothing to do with uh building a house or even um having the need to use any of those but those materials immediately give you the impression of a house and your mind starts working on that that's a very uh it's a very unique example because i think we have all gone through this we all go through this sometimes often very regularly right um um through and this is what the advertisements are all about uh they know about the advertisers know about the grasping nature of the mind and that's what they um they uh utilize to get you hooked onto one of the products at least to bring you to try and experiment the product now um either way uh the spontaneous nature of the emotions gives rise to two sets couple of different types of you know emotions in us uh like anger and dislike and we know uh having to have um, talked through that over 19 episodes that both anger and dislike are detrimental to peace and happiness they build within us and 99% of the time um on deeper analysis we f- we will figure out that uh the dislike of something or the anger about something uh, are basically cl- uh, basically false when you do that analysis and this is what um uh this is what uh, um you know i'd like to i'd like to get into in the next couple of episodes um is um you know how 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 do we analyze this anger and how do we analyze these negative sort of emotions for us to be able to analyze that we would have to start talking about the self capital with a capital s <clears throat> what is it that we call as i 
because the I is the one that actually drives a lot of these emotions. And how do we how do we understand that I better? I'm not sure if we can control that I, but at least we can um, either accept or negate that I in several situations, which would help us subsequently to be able to control um, our spontaneous emotions, um, and both through our both through an understanding as well as through the training of the mind. The other thing uh, very relevant here is something called uh, bias. You know, uh, many of these spontaneous um, emotions appear because of some inherent bias that we have. Um, and there are several, uh, you know, uh, psychology books um, with uh, several research documents available nowadays on this bias, various types of bias. Uh, the worst or the most difficult being the um, the uh, um, you know subconscious bias, things that we are biased about, but we have no idea that we have that bias. There are some biases that we are aware of. For example, <clears throat> I'll give you an example. <clears throat> For example, uh, since I'm in Memphis and I do a lot of photography around. Um, around in the suburban areas of Memphis and I, and I passed through a lot of these small towns and um, uh, the moment I see a, a pickup van a huge with huge tires and uh, you know passing at 40 miles an hour on a 20 mile lane I, I immediately know in my mind that it's a it's a hillbilly it's one of those rednecks who's driving that's a bias there's absolutely no reason that that particular vehicle may not have somebody who's having a medical emergency. But my mind immediately says, uh, this is a redneck, uh, probably carries a gun, maybe a couple of very angry uh, dogs with him in the van as well. So best just give him the path, give him the road to Uberside. Um, these are biases. And uh, those of us who have been in, in, in jobs and have been in good organizations, we have to go through these uh, you know, corporate HR trainings on understanding these biases, understanding these subconscious emotions, spontaneous emotions. And especially nowadays with racism and, and you know, uh, with, with diversity being challenged by almost every community in the world, uh, these sort of understanding helps us to be more inclusive in nature. But inclusivity automatically relieves a lot of the anger and dislike and hatred for people unlike me. Uh, people who are dissimilar than I am, who I think are dissimilar or who I think are unlike me. And the coupled with the investigation of the self, uh, we would come to a point where we realize that uh, actually, or at least intellectually, we would realize that you and I could be distinct you and I could be different, but we are not dissimilar. And that's one of the biggest uh, lessons or uh, you know, acknowledgements that I've had uh, since my practice, that we are all different, we are all different and distinct from each other, uh, but we are not dissimilar. And um, coming back to the retreat and ending with the, another topic, another part of the retreat conversation, uh, was around these individuals. You know, what do we see as individuals uh, and how do individuals, actors and actions can often accumulate, can often uh, combine uh, to create um, a sort of um, 
um, a, a universal sort of emotion. So again, those are going very deep into these Buddhist philosophies, some of which may or may not, uh, you know, uh, be agreeable based on our uh, understanding of uh, our own religion, whether it's a Semitic religion or whether it's a different type of, you know, um, a religion or how open-minded we are about accepting things that we have not been taught or things that uh, we have been taught to the contrary of. Um, but for us to be even able to get there, we need that openness of the mind. And the openness of the mind will only come if we understand that there is a strong similarity, there is a strong set of consistency between all living things. Um, and, um, and, and even though we may be appearing as distinct, as individuals, as different from each other, uh, there is a very strong similarity that uh, uh, sort of uh, exists in all of us. So with that in mind, uh, I will close this episode. Um, I, I wish you well. Uh, the spring has just sprung on us. It started to warm up here. Uh, we do have a war going on and I've heard that the, there are several variants of the coronavirus coming up again. Some places uh, I'm hearing in the U.S. are putting that mask um, um, mandate back in place. I think that's a that's a good idea. Uh, I would not advocate for your personal beliefs of uh, you know right or wrong, but I think science is something that is very reliable for us to understand and follow. Science is very consistent in its approach. Uh, rather than people who uh, would speak with us and try to influence us based on their personal opinions and their personal gains. So uh, I'd like to send our prayers to um, the families that are suffering and struggling tremendously either with death or injuries or displacements uh, in Ukraine. You know, it's strange to, uh, to, to, to know that in a civilized world, um, people still do these sort of things are very eager to kill each other just to expand or you know have have something more and i don't know what more they could be asking for the people who have called on the war the rich oligarchs you might be seeing this on the news immensely immensely rich 100 billion 200 billion dollars worthy so um, it almost seems strange that uh, people who have nothing uh, people who are also very happy um, but people who have too much are also the people who also who have also accumulated too much of unhappiness and dissatisfaction. Um, so I wish that uh, I, I wish to send my prayers, my thoughts to those families, um, and I hope that you are all keeping safe. Uh, have fun, enjoy the weather, enjoy the nature that that uh, you know we have been given to experience, but keep it safe. Thank you.